<laughs> yeah! I got a fan in the audience tonight. You know what? It's always the back row kids that are my groupies. You're the, you're the kids I like back there making all the trouble, not making all the racket. What? All the freaks at table for the, the mutants. You are not a mutant, Reed. You're an attractive young man. God bless you. Um, apparently for me to speak, I need to have this, this, and this. Mm, I'm special. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Um, man, I'm so happy to be here tonight. I feel like I've been really challenged and really blessed, like, not being, like, goofy by saying blessed. I really do feel blessed and, like, honored and privileged to hear people and what they've shared from their hearts tonight. Like, it did really challenge me. And every message I felt like had something that, like, I needed to hear. So uh, thank you to everybody that spoke. And I'm really looking forward to tomorrow because I know there's even more interesting things. Very, very cool. Um, I got an interesting topic that Cassie threw at me. And it's kind of like one of those topics that's so simple, but it's, like, so vital and serious and, like, huge. My topic is prayer. And when she gave it to me, I was like, oh, okay, no big deal, whatever. That's easy enough, you know, prayer. I love prayer, and it's one of those things everyone says you have to do along with read your Bible, so I can easily talk about that for 30 minutes. Um, but as I thought about it more, like, it, I realized, like, how much is one of those things that we do so much talking about and so little doing in, like, in church. And I just began to think, like, especially today as I was praying over, like, what I would say or what the Holy Spirit would lead me to say tonight, um, I was just thinking, like, and then especially as I was sitting there listening to everybody, how vital, like, all, everything here, all this is because of prayer. Like, we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't because of prayer. It's such an essential thing, and it's so vital. I mean, why do we pray? So, I just wanted to show you guys something. This is a picture. I went in there and dug them out of the old photo albums. And this is a picture that was taken, like, somewhere in, right there, because our room stopped, like, right there. Like, like years ago. It's a picture of me when I was a teenager when I first started coming to this to the church, like, and I actually got serious. And the person that's, like, squeezing me, because I'm the girl that has the green shirt on with the black and blonde stripes and the fake glasses. They weren't real glasses, but don't, don't ask. I went through a lot of crazy stages when I was a teenager. Um, the lady that's holding me is my youth pastor. She was here for a few years, and um, she was, like, my age now that she was being youth pastor. And when I, like, think back about my life and, like, where I was at, this is crazy to me. Like, you guys could be, like, that kid, like, sitting in there and, like, how much God could take you, how far he could take you, I guess that's my point. It just is incredible to me to think that this is, like, where we came from. That was the total of our youth group, like, on a good night. That was, like, probably an event or a party that we were putting on, so we had extras there. That was, like, amazing. But this, um, her name is Jen, and she, like, invested in my life, and I saw, I looked through a couple pictures in there when everyone was um, munching on the sandwiches, and, like, so many pictures, she was right next to me, and now I look back and I realize, like, the reason for that was, was that she was constantly working on me, and trying to invest in my life, and speak over me, and teach me things about God just by talking to me, and I just laugh now thinking about how I do that with kids, and it's like, thank God for people like that. None of you guys are here by accident. If you guys are all here, anything you've heard tonight, you're here for a reason. When we put out the call, you know, we said this is going to be serious stuff. Man, can I say thank you for taking your time and coming over a weekend, first of all. We are privileged and honored that you come here and that you're part of this ministry and that you care enough that you want to be here. That's awesome. 
But, I mean, just take everything that you can get and learn from it because um, it will absolutely change your life. I knew nothing about God, and, like, I had so much crap going on in my life then. But it's incredible to me how people invest in your in your life and they can change your life. You know, That's the point of prayer. One of the main things that always stuck out in my head about her um, was that she always would talk about her, pray- her prayers and her visions. And she would vision cast huge over CYM and over my own life and tell me what I could accomplish and change my life. I still repeat things she told me to people. And I just want to tell you guys the same thing. Like, God has got big visions for you guys and big plans, and this is not it. This is so small, you know, so small. And then I found this one, which I just, this is, like, just me, like, humoring now, everybody. Um, This is after Mom took over. We were still in a little room. But I thought this one was pretty funny. (laughs) I think that's Cassie right there. And I don't know, I'm just going to pass that one around because it's, (laughs) you need to see that. That's special. Her facial expression is quite special. You can see this one too, yeah, if you want to. You can see the lady that changed my life, like, invested in me. Yeah, there's old, there's tons of old photos in there, but that's why we pray. I mean, that's the history of CYM, where we came from. That's all because of prayer. Like, it doesn't matter how many people worked or how hard or whatever, or how many cool events we put on. Nothing in my life changed because of just me. It was because someone prayed for me. And I know that Jen, she prayed over my life, and there's so many people praying over my life, and that's what changed me. It's the same thing with today. That's the same thing that happens when we look at our, our ministry today. What changes something? And, and prayer is always the catalyst, and it's always where the change, change comes from. It's like the focus. Um, I felt like I had to do something with this because every, almost everybody did except for Nicole. But I've, So I'm going to draw you a picture. I just feel like I have to to make, because otherwise I'm, I don't think I'm being cool enough. Oh, Mommy, Cameron... Cameron took two, just like him. <laughs> Pick any two, Papa. Now you get to see Shelby. Okay, this is... What? This. No. Okay, here... Okay, I'm going to draw you a picture. Um, this is going to be kind of... Okay. Hmm. Oh, I don't know if that's right. Actually, kind of like this. Oh, I avoided her like the plague. Oh my gosh, it's so true. I remember her calling me up on the phone and talking to me, and I'd be like, no, I don't want to talk to her. She sucks. And I'd be like, leave me alone. (laughs) Is that who it is? (laughs) I think, though, I need to make the hair a little more crazy, like insane, and and the eyes more. (laughs) He's getting better. I, I don't want him to be too mean. Well, of course, once I got the snake bites, it was obvious. I had to say, his, he smiles a little bit more, though, like a little more goofy, I think, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, um, because when I, was, when I was thinking about prayer, I wanted to share with you, um, last week, Ethan uh, actually messaged me on MySpace, and he sent me this, and it was really cool because um, when I was thinking about it, I just thought I should share it with you because he shared it with me. He said that um, he, he was reading his Bible, and um, something 
he woke up, he went to, for a nap, and he woke up, and, and the first thing that came to his mind was a, a word, which was, um, I don't know how to pronounce this correctly, so I'm just going to butcher it. Maher Shalal Hashbaz. Yeah. <laughs> well, the name of it, it's actually a name of um, Isaiah's second son. And what it means is um, the looting will come quickly, the prey will be easy. And he said that it stuck in his head all day long, and um, he said it really felt like it went along with the line from the vision poem um, that's been stuck in his head. And he said he wanted to write it on the wall inside there, and he never got to, um, which is, and this vision will be, it will come to pass, it will come easily, it will come soon. And he said, maybe it's for you, maybe it's for me, maybe it's for our church. But I just felt like, you know what, like as I'm talking about like how, how basically like prayer and all those vision, those visions be cast and stuff like that, and how they give birth into people. I really felt like I wanted to share that that was on his heart, because I feel like it's so much of when when you talk about like the looting coming easily and the prey will will be um, quick. What makes that happen is prayer, and I think that that's what we've always seen as a success in CYM, and that's what's always been has been like the main difference between us and other youth ministries is we invest so much time into prayer, and the more and more time that you invest into prayer, the more you see like huge results. And if it's going to come easy, and it's going to be quick, and if this is prophecy that Ethan had a vision over CYM or over whatever, over your own lives, the only way it's going to come quick and easy is because of prayer. Secret to success in ministry and in life is prayer. Uh, it's talking to God. People boil it, you know, make it all complex. It's not. It's just talking to God. But it's, it's, it is something that we have to do all the time. You can't... Mm, it can't just be a dramatic thing that we do from the stage. It has to be something that we do in our, in our private times um, and together. And I remember being young and avoiding like, pre-service prayer at all costs, like finding a way to not have to be in the room or find a way to, like, you know, it just felt weird to me. It was a weird environment when people would start to pray. I think it's probably because the presence of God was there and I had a lot of junk in my life. So it made me feel, like, really uncomfortable. Um... And so I just want to let you guys know, if you're that way right now, if you feel that way, like you're not sure what to do when people are praying, or it's, you feel like there's a weird vibe in the air or whatever, um, that's okay. Uh, trust me. As God works in your heart, you're going to not just be okay in those situations, but you're going to desire that situation, and it's going to become more and more home to you. Prayer becomes more and more of a constant 24 hours a day thing in your life, and prayer becomes so natural and so part of who you are. And... Um, so it's okay if you feel uncomfortable. I encourage you to pray, talk to God about it, and um, don't run away from the presence of God because although it can be scary at first, if you clean up your life and you get to, the, to that point, it's the most amazing thing. Like, and especially when you talk about collective prayer, it's powerful. And it's so Jesus because Jesus loved praying. Um, this summer, in this year, in 2007, last year, I guess I should say, we really focused on prayer. We had 13 and I just want to say, like, man, look at all the awesome things that have come out of it. We've seen God answer so many things and change so many people's lives. And I'll tell you, it's a direct relation. The more that you put prayer and emphasis in your life, the more you're going to see things change in your life. You know, nothing happens by accident. We have to focus on that. It has to be our, our goal and it has to be our heart. And I believe that the leadership of CYM is absolutely resolved that prayer is, is going to be even more our focus this year. And you're never going to hear us stop preaching to pray. No one's going to stop inviting you to come to Tuesday night prayer. No one's going to stop inviting you to come upstairs on Wednesday night. Um, obviously, if all of you guys are here and you have some interest in Jesus, you, you got to come. 
I, you know, I understand like different nights of the week or whatever are harder. Pre-service prayer, it's half an hour early, man. It's half an hour of your week. Come and pray. What will change our services is, is kids that, f- that have a heart, have a passion, that will actually step outside of themselves, put themselves out for half an hour, and just talk to God and say, God, please, tonight, just come and be in this room. Fill this room up with your presence and change people's lives because there's nothing we can do. I mean, none of us are super talented or super great speakers or special in any way. Nothing we do is f- phenomenal. Nothing, there's no big secret to it. The only thing that's going to change people is the Holy Spirit, and that's you know, God's presence coming. So if, if anything's going to change in your own life, or in, and if you want to do ministry, the first place you can start is prayer. Everybody can always pray, and it's just talking. Just, God, please be here. Do something. Do what you will. Um, James 5.16 says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great, powerful, great power and wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for the next three and a half years. Then he prayed for rain, and down it poured. The grass turned green, and the crops began to grow. The story of Elijah is that um, there, was, there was basically no rain or whatever. He prayed that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't. And then he prayed that it would rain, and it just came down. And what's, I like, like, my favorite part about that is that it says he's as human as we were, we are. You know, if you're righteous, if you clean up your life and you don't have a, a lot of sin in your life, that's, I think, number one, is obviously you have to, um, you got to clean up the junk. You're never going to be powerful, and your, prayer, your prayers aren't going to be effective if you really don't get your life right. You can't walk. You can't walk the fence or whatever, like Mom was talking about last two weeks. One foot in the grave. You can't. There's no point in trying to do ministry with one foot in the grave. There's no point in trying to do life like that. You'll be miserable, and you're definitely not going to want get anyone saved because no one wants to be with people that are on both sides. Passion, like Nicole was talking about, being sold out. Those are things that give people's attention. It's someone who's different. It's someone who has something that other people don't have. Uh, mediocrity is really easy to find in the world. A lot of people have that about everything. There's people that are involved in a million things and they're good at nothing and they're not passionate about anything. What gets people's attention is passion. Um, if you're a righteous person, God says those earnest prayers that you send up to heaven, feeble prayer, feeble whispered prayer, will result in resounding, great, earth-shaking amen from heaven because it's powerful. You know, the name of Jesus makes demons shake. We have that power if you're a righteous person, you can make demons shake. You can literally pray and pray for someone's life to change, and God will change their life. It's amazing. I don't know why our God like chose to work with us flawed human beings and why he likes to work in concert with us, but it gives him such pleasure to do that. It's not a big sacrifice. When you think about what can change someone's life, if you really, the question really becomes, do you really believe in God? Do you really believe what he said and did is true? Because if you really believe it in your heart, I don't know how we can't pray. I don't, it's talking to them. It's communicating with them. You know, it's just having a conversation. It's asking for, for things that, you know, for people's lives to be changed. You know, it's a simple thing. You just got to slow down and, and take that time to think about him. And um, powerful, wonderful results can occur. And mountains can be moved. And I've seen it happen in my own life because people prayed for me. And I've seen it happen in other people's lives, too. So... Um, quiet time in your individual lives, not just corporate times together. Those are really, really important um, because I really believe there's power, and we see it in the New Testament, a whole group of believers coming together all the time, hanging out, praying together, and the Holy Spirit would come, and awesome things would happen. 
but also in your individual times um, when you're at home, just talking to God. I'm not, I'm not going to come up here and tell you guys, you know, I do believe in like having a quiet time set aside for God because I know myself, I know myself, if I don't structure it into my time during the day, I won't do it. I might like throw up a quick prayer. I might, you know, sing a worship song or re- I'll read my Bible every day. But if I don't structure in time into my schedule, I do mine in the morning, I, I won't. I won't talk to God and I won't make it, I won't let God talk to me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'll ask for a lot of things, but I won't pray with right motives and let the Holy Spirit work. So I, if, if this year, if you're thinking about what you can do, who you can be, you know, all the goals that you can reach in your life, the potential that you can reach, because all of you guys, God has such a great plan for you this year. And he wants you to reach these heights, you know, these things that you never thought possible. Set big goals for yourself this year. God will get you there. But if you, if you want to get there, the first thing you've got to start with is just a small amount of discipline. I encourage you to do it in the morning when you're fresh. You can do it in the afternoon. You can do it at night, whenever works for you. But we see it, you see it time and time again in Scripture. People who are winners, people who succeed, people who are world changers are people who pray. Jesus did it all the time, and he was the Son of God. Hmm. I wonder if there's a secret to prayer, considering that Jesus did it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, really. I mean, he, but, I mean, really, he was perfect, and yet he still felt a need to go and talk to his Father and pray to him. How much more do we need prayer? He would steal away and talk to him. See how it becomes a delight? It's not something that's, a, it's, first it's a discipline, then it becomes a delight. Pastor Steve always says that. It's true. It really is. You know, at first, I was scared to death to be in a prayer room. I remember being in, at Rockford first, like in their, like that red patterny plaid room. And like all these kids are praying, and I was probably like 15, and like scared on my wits because people like speaking in tongues and like screaming and walking around. And the presence of God was there, so of course that's like deathly frightening if you're not right with God. You're like, and I remember like feeling so uncomfortable, right? God takes you a little bit further, and then it's like I like praying. I don't mind praying so much now. It becomes more comfortable. Now it becomes an absolute delight. When it's time to get away with God, I'm like, thank you because I need it. I need, to get, I need to put all this in your hands because otherwise I know it's going to fail. And I realize how vital and crucial it is. So, you know, Jesus, like, ours, just want to be with God, just want to steal away. That was his rest. It wasn't work. It was rest for him. Sometimes it's work for us. We feel like we're putting in, oh, God, you know, I just had to pray for an hour, and that's, that was a lot of work. I got a gold star in my mansion in heaven or whatever. But, um, but it was rest. It's a way of refreshing. So, it gets to that point with you. Quiet time, you have to have personal time. Let me tell you, um, God speaks in a lot of ways to us through his word. He reveals himself. Jesus re- reveals himself through that. You've got to be in his word every single day, um, but also through prayer. And he might not speak to you in an audible voice, but what you'll find is when you spend time with God in prayer earlier in your day or whatever, what you'll see then is God speaking to you. You'll hear his voice in other things throughout your day. When you, when you're, you tune into God, like radio waves, you tune into God in the morning. And what you'll see is what you prayed about. Well, then, like, later on in the day, someone will talk to you, like, a conversation. And it'll be God speaking to you. And you'll be like, it, oh, my gosh. You know, like, you'll, you see what I'm saying? Like, God all of a sudden will speak to you. If you don't spend that time and you don't open that up with him, he never has, like, a chance to respond to you and show you things. And we just kind of, it can become a day that goes into two days, that goes into a week, goes into a month, that goes into a year. And pretty soon, you never see God. And then it's like, I don't know if God's real anymore. See what I'm saying? That's how God speaks to us. He speaks to us in so many little ways, but you have to tune in. Um, God's really uh, interesting because he comes, you know, like 99.9% of the way and asks us to come that other little point. 
and we just don't even do that. Literally talking to him, you know, nothing to be intimidated about. Come boldly into God's throne room. Um, it's, it's funny because if you make an effort with God, he always makes an effort with you. Uh, God never disappoints. You make an effort to move towards him, and you're going to see him in a million things. It's not just our human minds. God really does show up. It's crazy. Uh, there's this really cool thing. I was actually looking online, and um, this guy named Gilbert Stanford, he had uh, he kind of like outlined the different types of prayer that are seen in the New Testament. So, because prayer can be kind of intimidating, like, especially if you don't do it a lot, what's, how do you pray or whatever. Um, he talked about prayer as an overflowing fountain, which is just like praise and adoration and thanksgiving to God. It erupts without hesitation from the soul. Um, it just comes naturally, like breathing. That's like when Mary um, uh, entered into Elizabeth's house, and she just, you see this kind of like, just bursts from her, this praise to God and this prayer to God. Um, that's totally like what they're talking about, just an overflowing fountain that comes out of us. So you spend time with God, just praise. That's prayer. Um, prayer is disciplined com- communion. Um, it is talking about the fact that in Jesus' day, it was commonplace for rabbis to teach and organize prayers for their followers, like Jesus did when he gave the Lord's Prayer. That was, exa- that was totally something that rabbis would do all the time. So that's something that's totally scriptural. Um, prayer as a flow of divine energy. He's got some interesting names for these. Um, he says that this is seen mainly as um, in the life of Jesus, who is able to speak words of healing to the sick and distressed and then bring them strength and wholeness. So he's almost talking about um, prayer like uh, in a way to heal people and a way to like renew people by praying over them. Totally. Lots of examples of that in scripture. Um, prayer is a struggle of the soul, which is when the Bible talks about when we pray without words, where it's literally like our spirit's groaning. Totally, that's still prayer. Um, we don't really know how to pray, and the, the Spirit speaks through us, and it's just like, it talks about this like groaning uh, struggle, but it's prayer. Prayer as the mind seeking God's mind. That's when we pray for God's direction and his wisdom, and when God gives us um, you know, divine wisdom, that's prayer. Um, prayer is intercession, huge. This is where, like, mm, this is what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to get it in your heart that for this year to really pray for your, like your peers and people in CYM, people at your f- school, interceding for people, just ta- taking them to the cross, praying for those people. It makes such a huge difference in their lives. And if you don't have like a, a lot of love or passion for it yet, start praying about them, and you're going to see love and passion and all those things come out of it. Because you can start to serve people, but I'll tell you, you can't be cold towards people, and you can't feel cut off from people and not loving towards them when you're praying for them. Because God's going to give you his heart, and it's going to break your heart. You're going to want to do ministry, and you're going to want to be closer to God. Uh, intercession is huge. It's the most important thing, and it'll change the most lives you'll ever see. More than a million people standing up here speaking and preaching, or the best worship music in the world, or the coolest graphic. If we just pray, God will change people's lives. That's all you have to do. So that's... Uh, if I was going to give you one thing to do for 2008, pray. Pray for one person every single day. Pray for somebody. Before service starts, pray that people will get something. Pray for them individually. It's huge. Um, prayer is a petition to God, obviously taking our needs to God. And, like, please, Jesus, um, give us enough money to pay for our chairs so we don't have to sit on metal chairs anymore. That's a petition. And then they talk about um, prayer is watchful communion with the Lord, which is like praying against temptation, that we don't fall into temptation in our lives. Also very, very important. Prayer for forgiveness, asking God to forgive us of, of our sins and things like that. Um, that's something that I just want to touch on. Like, when we ask for forgiveness of our sins, it's not a one-time thing. You guys should be 
we should be, when we pray and we ask for forgiveness of our sins, it's something that we need to do all the time because um, that's what makes us righteous. God forgives us. We need to identify our things and be specific about those things. I want to talk about prayer through the Holy Spirit also because you can't talk about prayer in a Pentecostal church without talking about the Holy Spirit. So, um, outlined in scripture a ton. There's a funny quote or I read that says, um, why is it when you talk to God, you're praying, but when he talks to you, you're crazy? It's true, though. Um, you kind of go, <laughs> you get one extreme or the other. You get people who, you know, will, will act like, you know, you just talk, it's a one-way thing, and then you get those other people that are, God speaks to them about everything, and, you know, kind of get the crazies or whatever. But I, I would like to tell you that it's really true, that there's this kind of neat thing that happens um, with the Holy Spirit where, you will begin to see how God will speak back to you about things in your life. It's when God talks about when you talk about communicating with God, communication is two way, and you'll start to hear God and see God in your life and, and work through different things, and it's really powerful and encouraging. Um, and I just feel like that's such a vital part of uh, a vital part of prayer. Um, obviously, in Acts, we know that when Jesus left, when Jesus went to heaven, he said that since he wasn't going to be here, that he was going to leave and send a counselor for us, which is the Holy Spirit. And then if you read in Acts, obviously you see the Holy Spirit came. And the believers were all meeting together and praying. And the Holy Spirit came. It's key. And um, when that happened, the Holy Spirit came. It gave them power, and they were able to witness and to people. And, and that's what really set off the, new, the early church, which went from, you know, a small group of believers to, you know, billions across the world of people who believe in Christ. you got to... This is, like, totally key for your life. And I, I'm not, when I talk with the Holy Spirit, I don't just mean, like, going to camp and then going, you know, night two is the Holy Spirit night, and you go down the altar and you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues, and then, oh, okay, now you're filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm just talking about the Holy Spirit, like, in more of a practical way, like, every day of your life, not just an experience, not just seeking the gifts, but actually seeking what the Holy Spirit does for us. Um, you guys really need to understand, like, uh, get that and get the power of that and how that can, like, change your life. I have to say, like, um, until I really came to grasp the Holy Spirit's role in my life and his role in the Trinity, I would say that, like, I definitely, my Christian life wasn't the same, especially my witnessing life wasn't the same. Uh, I would try to witness to people, like, at the mall and, like, my friends and stuff like that, and I wouldn't really know what to say, but then as I would pray, I would go home and pray, and I would begin to see how the Holy Spirit would, like, bring up Bible verses to my mind. And that's, that's the Holy Spirit's role. That's what he does. And, and as, like, he would work and, like, open people's hearts and stuff like that. A lot of people have, like, a lot of misconceptions and, like, cr- like crazy, like, fear of what the Holy Spirit is or what, you know, his role is. I want you guys, if, like, if I'm going to talk about it, Holy Spirit's role isn't, like, to just give us, like, signs and wonders and crazy um, outward things. Really, the Holy Spirit's role is so many things to comfort us and to be our counselor and um, the Holy Spirit speaks through his word when you're reading, when you're reading God's like, get verses of the Bible, that it stands out more to you than other verses and stuff like that. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Like, when you read something and it just jumps out, that's the Holy Spirit. Um, when you go to do something bad and you feel like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, do that, or I feel really bad about that, please forgive me, God, that's the Holy Spirit convicting you. All those are roles of the Holy Spirit. Um, so we need to not just, like, know of the Holy Spirit, but experience the Holy Spirit and have him inside of us. And, um, you know... What I would say is, I just don't want you guys to, like, neglect that and not really get his, get his role in your life. I'm not encouraging you guys to go and, like, um, 
just seek to be to speak in tongues or seek uh, signs and wonders so you can prophesy or whatever, um, which all that is completely biblical. What I'm asking you to do is just seek God, seek the Creator, not the you know seek the giver of the gifts, not the gifts. Um, especially, we're going to take some time to actually just pray and just talk to God and just let's just pray about like our own personal lives and let's pray about CYM and what God has this, for this year for people that are going to be coming in for everything. But if you aren't filled with the Holy Spirit or it's something that you don't, you're scared of or whatever, maybe tonight would be a good night that um, you could just break down those walls a little bit and just be honest with God. I remember a particular camp experience where um, everyone in my room was kind of crazy and very, some of God talking about speaking in tongues. And I had not ever spoken in tongues or had that gift. And the Holy Spirit in general pretty much freaked me out completely. And I didn't understand it. And I remember, like, going in the bathroom and crying and be like, God, I just, you know, I'm just scared of this and I just don't understand it. And just do that tonight if that's where you're at. Be honest with God. There's no shame in that. Um, and if not, then just seek God and just praise God because when you run after Jesus, like, he'll give you any gift that you're supposed to have. And if not, if it's not the right time, it's not the right time. Um, because the point of all of it is the power behind it to reach people. It's not, you know, obviously just to have some gift. Um, we have to pray through the power of the Holy Spirit, and we have to listen to the Holy Spirit's leading in every area of our lives. And I just think that you'll see this difference, this, this huge shift in your thinking and in your prayer life when you've experienced the Holy Spirit compared to before when you've experienced the Holy Spirit. That makes sense. That was very unclear. Um, it's absolutely essential that you guys just seek after the Holy Spirit and seek after his leading in your life and, in your, and see, pray for the Holy Spirit to work in your friends' lives. And you'll see the big difference there. That's really pretty much what I got for you guys. Um, as we go into prayer, like I said, let's just be honest before God. Let's communicate with God. Let's listen to him and see what he has to say to us. And um, let's just pray for CYM and pray for lives to be changed and just see what God can do this year. I just feel like... Um, we, you have to have vision, because if you don't have vision for something, it's not going to happen. And the best vision that you can get is from God, not your own vision for something. If all of you guys are here, it's because you're here for a reason. And it's because, there's no better place, let me tell you, at this, at this stage in your life, if you want to find a way to do ministry and help people, you've got a great bed to do it in right here. I mean, this CYM is a great structure, and it's got great leadership and a good format for you guys to do ministry in an easy ways just to reach people. What we, what we really want for you guys to get out of this whole entire weekend is that when you come in the room, that you're not a participant, but that you guys are part of it. You know what I'm saying? You guys are CYM. You guys are the church. Church isn't the service that we put on. It's you guys. We want you guys to have a personal relationship with God so that you feel like you can do ministry and that you can reach out to people. And just just find out, like, pray that God will show you, like, who you're supposed to be this year. Who can you reach? And what can you reach in yourself? What does God want you to reach, you know? What level this year? Christianity is never supposed to be boring, and it's never supposed to be you just going through life feeling afraid of certain things of God, and so you stay away from those things. But yet you're not good enough, you're not, you know, far enough away from God to be cool with the world stuff. That's not Christianity. If there's anything in God's word that scares you or that makes you feel uncomfortable, or prayer makes you feel uncomfortable, then that's something that you need to work on. You need... First of all, if, you, if there's some stuff in your life that you know that isn't right with God and you're not a righteous person, your prayers aren't going to be effective. So the first thing you're gonna, you need to do is ask God to forgive you and get right with him before you even start. It's a great night to do it. 
start fresh, go into tomorrow ready to actually be an instrument God can use. Because God, God's perfect. His standard is perfection. We make excuses for our sin a lot. You know, God wants all of us. Um, you go back so many years, I mean, we're just, there's just a bunch of, you know, there's a ragtag group of kids, and we're all a bunch of screw-ups still. We all have sin, and we all have issues in our own lives. It doesn't matter if you're perfect or not, but it's just your heart, and it's just what, you know, what do you love? What do you want? What's your desire? Let God speak to you tonight, and let God, like, or especially just throughout the night and tomorrow, what's God calling you to do? You know, I think sometimes what I see with this generation, which makes me really sad, is that you guys are sometimes so apathetic and so disconnected. And I don't know if it's because it's cool to be disconnected. I don't know. But there's no greater joy than working in community and having passion for something and being on a team working towards something amazing and life-changing and seeing people's lives change. And I'll tell you, don't go through your teenage years and waste it. Even if you only got six months left in CYM, give it everything you have and make it powerful. Man, you could change someone's whole entire life. Their destiny could be changed. I mean, it's just crazy to me sitting in the sound booth watching Nicole talk when literally over just a year and a couple months ago it was her first night in CYM. Do you see that? I don't care where you are today. Tomorrow you can be a completely different person. God can take you a million miles in this year. You know what I'm saying? Whatever road you're on, think about what God wants you to reach in 2008. A year is such a short time, and it's such a long time. Because God is so powerful. He can, tonight, at, here, at the altar, God could completely shift your whole entire life and change your destiny. See what I'm saying? But you've got to actually be open to it, and you've got to actually seek him. You know, that's prayer. Just talk to him and ask him, what do you have for me? And really listen and be open to it. Don't, don't continue to go on the same path that you're going. You need to take a shift and go everything you got towards God this year. And um, we'd be more than willing to help you out with that, especially if it comes to work in the sound booth or being on the stage doing worship. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, um, let's pray. And then let's pray again. Sorry about the sound problems. I'm not a sound technician. What? It was kind of like that. I agree. I don't really know. I don't think I was doing anything wrong. Crazy. Okay. Heavenly Father, Jesus, God, we just love you, and um, we give you praise just through all of our weakness and through all the problems that we have and all the things in our lives, Lord, that are messed up and full of junk. Um, so much of us, God, that you can't use, but there's it's just incredible to me and amazing that you take the little parts of us that you've redeemed and that you use them to create amazing things. And those little seeds that we sow in prayer, that you take those things and you can produce great and powerful and wonderful results from them. Um, I just ask Jesus right now, just, just collectively for forgiveness. I just ask, Lord, that you would just wash us in your blood. Just forgive us, God, for all of our sin. We have so much and we are so, so rotten to the core. We've just strayed walk away from you, God, every single day, and um, rebellious bunch of people. I just ask Jesus that um, during this next, you know, 45 minutes, that you just come and just be in this room. I pray, Lord God, that every single person that's here would be honest with you and open with you tonight. I pray that the walls that we erect around ourselves to keep you out would fall. I pray, Lord Jesus, that all the things that we do to kind of close our ears 
cover our eyes so we don't have to see you and feel your conviction. Those things would just fall in the name of Jesus. I ask, Lord God, that um, you would do a new thing, a new work. I pray, God, that every person here would see that they have so much potential to reach so much in 2008, that in a year's time they can be a completely different person, that they can reach out to their friends, God, that they can make a difference, that they can be a catalyst for change and um, can, and can literally, God, be an instrument, a tool that you can use to just change people's lives forever. I pray that none of them would waste this year. I pray that none of them would waste this weekend, that they would all take it for what it is and, um, and allow you to work. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that your Holy Spirit would come and your Holy Spirit would fill us. And Jesus, if there's anyone here that's not filled with your Holy Spirit, that they would just seek you. And if they're afraid, God, of you in any aspect, if they feel like there's part of your word that they don't really quite like or comprehend, God, that they would just give that and just be honest with you about that tonight so that you can work through it. And I pray they'd all run closer to you, Jesus. So just come and just be in this room tonight, Jesus. We just need you in CYM in 2008. We need you, God, in this ministry. I pray for your anointing of Pastor Deb. I pray for your anointing over the leadership. And I ask, God, for leaders to be raised up. I ask for people, God, to have a call, to get the vision, God, to see Jesus, the potential, to want to be history makers, God, to want to be people of change, to be people that can literally walk through places and that they can have that heart and that passion for people and they can make a difference, God, in this world. I pray they wouldn't be satisfied with apathy and with um, just settling. So we love you, Jesus, and um, we just give this this next little bit of time to you, and we just want to be real with you and just change us, Jesus, because we need you so much. It's in your name, Father, we pray. Amen.